Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Tuesday the 2nd of May 2017. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, Alex Iwobi talks about his work with the Arsenal Foundation. Adrian Clark is back for another dose of the chalkboard. We kick off though by looking back at a double game week with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, the Press Association's Mark Bryant now joins us to take a look back at a, a double game week. Uh, Mark, great to have you on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. And I guess a, a bit of a microcosm of the Gunners' season. Hope and a decent performance in one game and then, unfortunately, not so much so in the next. Yes, I think you're right. I mean, the Leicester game, as you say, was a microcosm in the sense that it was one of those games where they, they had to fight really hard. And we saw a run of those games early in the season where you know they were nicking a win here and there. And I think everyone thought that's the lift we're going to need going into the derby. But then on Sunday, frustratingly for the fans, of course, it just it just didn't happen. And we'll go to Wednesday first of all, and, and focus on getting those three points. A great degree of belligerence, a great degree of of real belief and and sort of combative spirit in Arsenal, wasn't it, to get that goal? I think so. Yes, you know, Arsenal has cut a bit of a distraught figure at times in the recent weeks. But following on from the FA Cup win, you almost felt. You know, he, he's feeling better. The, the fans were behind the team. The team seemed cohesive. And as I say, they battled really for a win against the Leicester team. That came, let's be honest, Leicester came for a nil nil draw. They would have been delighted with that. So to get the result in the manner they did, I know it was an own goal, but it was late on. I think, like I was saying, everyone would have been thinking, you know, this is it. This can this could be the little result we need to just push us on for the rest of the season. Well, Mark, let's remind ourselves of that goal. Nacho Monreal once again turning out to be Arsenal's goal-scoring hero, in kind at least. Koscielny, Xhaka. Arsenal is the cry from the home supporters. They look to lift the men in red and white on the pitch. This is Alexis Sanchez on the left-hand side. Inside the penalty area, the cross is deflected. And Didi will clear only as far as Xhaka. And then the shot from Monreal. Oh, it's gone in! It's deflection and goes in! Oh, and he's Nacho Monreal again! But he's taken a wicked deflection off an Arsenal player. Looks like Giroud, and I'm not maybe. quite sure who it is, but it doesn't matter because he's cutting to the That back is amazing. Anyway. And that's the kind of luck you need and the breaks you need. You, you buy a ticket, you can win a prize. Monreal on the back of his goal, the other against Man City. That's a pot shot on the edge of the box. You know, the ball bounces around, it comes back out. Alexis tries to put this cross in. It's not the greatest cross, flicked up into the air. 
It's not the greatest header from Ndidi. Well, I think, it, has it come off Hooth? It might have come off Hooth or Giroud. It's Nacho Monreal that just puts the laces through it, and trust me, it's going wide. It's going wide in a hurry, it's but Hooth. it hits Robert Hooth, and it diverts into the corner. Schmeichel, no chance whatsoever, and Arsenal, in the 87th minute, are in front. Real strike deflected off Robert Hooth. Uh, at that point, as you rightly say, three wins in a row, and, and that formation, that change to three at the back, uh, looking very solid, wasn't it? Yes, you know, he, he, Arsenal made the change at Middlesbrough, and I think that was almost a free pass in, in a way because Middlesbrough aren't a creative side; they're struggling to score goals. It was a good way of easing in that that new era, if you like. And but they have built on that, and Leicester created very little against the back three, which let's forget have been altered. And Nacho was filling in at centre half, but they still looked pretty pretty comfortable. Obviously, Mustafi's out because she only got injured during the game. But it, is, it does seem that Arson is a fan of, of that formation now. And just on it, obviously, young Rob Holding was in it initially, admittedly partially due to one or two other injuries, but great young player, great player on the ball with good vision. And I just wonder whether he may slot back in because it's the kind of formation that's that's well made for the young man, isn't it? Yes, you know, I don't think Robert Holding's brought a foot wrong since he came into the side. I know he came in at the start of the season. There was the heavy defeat at Liverpool. Well, he conceded four goals against Liverpool on the opening weekend, but none of the goals were... Were his fault, and I think he was almost unfortunate in a way that Mustafa was bought in because of the money paid for Mustafa. He was always going to come into the side, but as I say, when he, when he's been in that team, he hasn't put foot wrong. I thought he was great in the semi-final, and as you say, in that in that three, it almost suits him as a ball player that he is. So we move from those three points in the end against Leicester to a very galling day, unfortunately, at White Hart Lane. As uh, Spurs very much got the job done, but to be fair, everyone quick to commend them from from all camps. Yes, you know, it's not. It's it's unfortunate for Arsenal that they, they were playing Spurs at a time when, with all due respect to Arsenal, Spurs have got bigger fish to fry at the moment. I think everyone will accept that. Spurs are looking more at, at closing down Chelsea. You know, there's this whole talk of finishing above Arsenal for the first time in, in 22 years or what have you, but you talk to any Spurs players as we did after the game and they, are, they were not bothered about that. Maybe they'll celebrate at the end of the season, but all they're concerned about is is closing down Chelsea, which which is understandable. And all the more frustrating for Arsenal on top of the result and where it was and what it meant, but the fact that Man United, Everton, Manchester City had all dropped points proceeding in the in the previous 24, 36 hours. Yeah, it seems like no one really wants to take <laughs> take this fourth place. It's almost like no one wants Champions League football. I mean, Liverpool were fairly poor last night as well, other than their, their, that won the goal from Emre Chan. But, you know, I think it was a really a real missed opportunity for Arsenal having what was arguably, well, unquestionably, in fact, the hardest game of all of those contenders this weekend. But seeing United draw, seeing Middlesbrough hold Manchester City, not being able to, to respond would, would have been annoying for everyone involved, I'm sure. And with all of that in mind, do you think the top four dream is now over? Obviously, Arsenal and the players will fight tooth and nail till the bitter end. Um, is there still a glimmer of hope? I think there is. It is a glimmer, I'll, I'll grant you. But I think if they can beat Manchester United on Sunday, again, it's another chance to just instil a bit of confidence that they can can go on and do it. It will take them close to United with that game at Southampton. You know, United have still got to go to Spurs. There, there's still points to be dropped for other sides. It's just that Arsenal, I think now, Arsenal have used all of their jokes, if you like. They, they've got to go from now until the end of the season and pretty much un, unbeaten.
and overhaul two of those teams, not just one, which is almost the most difficult aspect of it. I'll tell you one standout performer. He was a busy man on the day. It was goalkeeper Peter Cech, who made a couple of exceptional saves for Arsenal. Let's get his reaction speaking post that defeat to Spurs. Well, it hurts because it was a you know, huge game for both teams. Obviously, they, they needed to win to, you know, to, keep, to keep their title chances alive. Obviously, we needed to win to... Uh, to to keep our uh, Champions League uh, position uh, finish alive, uh, and uh, obviously we are very disappointed because it's obviously it's a North London, London derby and it means a lot to the fans and and uh, it meant to, uh, a lot to to the club to the to us because you know we needed three points and in the end uh, we have none. I think they created a lot of chances and then in the end they managed to score the first goal, which uh, obviously helped them. And then in in two minutes, you know, they had a penalty, which you know they they. Uh, they put it in the back of the net and, and then, you know, when you are 2-0 down against the team who is uh, having the, his best season, obviously, full of confidence, then, you know, you, it's going it's to be always difficult and it was difficult for us to, to get back into the game. Well, Mark Peter Cech speaking there and a couple of brilliant athletic saves really rolling back the years. Yeah, that's it from Petter. And this season, he shared responsibilities with, with Ospina as he has in other years, but it's that kind of performance on Sunday that makes you realise why Arson wanted him so badly a couple of summers ago and why he is still, in my opinion, unquestionably Arsenal's number one. And we kind of build slowly now with all of the Premier League fights in mind to the FA Cup semi-final. Do you feel that this is kind of a partial mix of the two now to try and cohesion and build for one in light of the other and get things right for Wembley? Yeah, I think that's, that's nail on the head kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, in, on the one hand, the performances and results need to be there j just in case this top four opens up. But even if that's not the case, Arsenal and the players won't want to go into that cup final against Chelsea on a, on a run of defeats or a run of bad performances. It is about momentum. Managers will speak about momentum and it is a real thing. Arsenal haven't had it. They had a little run in the last couple of weeks, but they need to be at their peak, really. We all know how good Chelsea are, so they need to go into that final organs blazing. We're going to finish with a couple of little quick-fire questions we've got for you, Mark. First of all, where will Arsenal finish in the league? Fifth. Fifth, OK. And yes, no, but I'll ask why in a sentence as well. Will Arsenal beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final? Yes. <laughs> and one sentence, I think, why? I think my one sentence would be, I think I think Arsenal needs it and I think that he can, he can just squeeze it out of those players. And I think that they'll do it. I think they'll just, just nick it one nil in extra time. Eke out a third FA Cup in four years. I think the fans would certainly take that, believe you me. Mark Bryans from the Press Association. Appreciate you coming on to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Really enjoyed it. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Midfielder Alex Iwobi is certainly living proof that the path from being an Arsenal youth team player to a first-team squad member is a very achievable one indeed. Here's Alex talking to us about inspiring the next generation at Hayland and also about his work with the Arsenal Foundation. I'm talking of the academy, have you seen the new Hayland development? Um, I was there, I haven't seen it this year, but last year I was seeing when it was still getting built and it was just looking amazing. It looked so like futuristic like compared to when I was there, you just walk into the dressing room, but I'm seeing new buildings, new pitches. It just looks amazing. And now, so I don't know if you would have seen it, there's 
pictures of you up on the wall and you're you're now inspiring the next generation. How does that make uh, you feel? I've seen I've seen I think someone sent a picture to me and I was like, oh my word, like that's that's crazy how before back in the day I'll be looking at all the like Jack Wilshers and all the big players that have come through and and now I'm basically well I wouldn't want to say I'm one of them. I still got a long career and still got stuff to prove but I'm basically one that graduated through the academy. It's just a it's a crazy feeling. How do you think it will help the young players now that the facilities are, you know, have been so much um, developed there? Um, well, because for me, I didn't have what they have back then, and I'm, I believe that I'm, I'm basically at the best way I can be. I'm trying to work on every day my technique, my physical attributes, but the facilities they have now, not just with like the football, but the education as well, is definitely going to benefit them for the future. I can. I wanted to ask you about kicks recently because you went to the project, didn't you, recently? Yeah. Um, what do you think um, kids that go to these events across London that Arsenal help to organise, how much does it really inspire them, do you think? And when you see, when you see it firsthand and you, and you turn up and you notice their enthusiasm, what, what do you think it does for them? Um, well, it gets them off the streets, it gets them on the right path. Um, but it don't just help them with like football, it helps them with their education, what their future like. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. There's one person, Lloyd, I was speaking to him and he told me the path he was going down, which wasn't the best, but with kicks, it's inspired him to become, like a, I think it was helped him with sports and physiotherapy and everything coaching and he's able to travel the world to teach other people like teach Ars other Arsenal fans that are out there like what it is to me like what it means to be an Arsenal like Arsenal person Arsenal support Arsenal fan that opportunity for young or young people in the community is just amazing so as someone who's relatively new to the first team squad are you surprised at how much work Arsenal does do in the community did you know that it was all going on 
I knew, but I didn't know like, what really was going on until I actually went there for myself and you actually think, oh wow, what Arsenal do for the community, for the people around, it's just, it's just it's special really. And it's Adams, put through by Bold! Would you believe it? Or Charlie George, who can hit him? It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! The 3rd of May 1971, Arsenal won the league at White Hart Lane, all thanks to a 1-0 victory, courtesy of Ray Kennedy. In 1971, Arsenal were crowned champions. It was a long, hard season that climaxed at White Hart Lane against Spurs. Tottenham went into the game, determined to win Arsenal's title challenge. But Ray Kennedy's last-minute goal secured the title and the double. Anyone who tried to get to that match, there was about 40-odd thousand locked out since 12 o'clock in the afternoon to the evening, and lots of people who, who queued up never actually even got to see the game. That was the first part of the Gunners' first-ever domestic double, as they then went on to beat Liverpool 2-1 in the FA Cup final five days later. What a climb that must be when you're that tired. And so, Frank McClintock takes the FA Cup from the Duke of Kest. On Monday, he took the League Championship trophy. Dr. Andrew Stephen congratulates him. Handshake from the Liverpool chairman. So, yet another trophy goes Arsenal's way. We'll have another history lesson for you next week, but now it's time to look ahead to a key Premier League clash against Manchester United with Adrian Clark at the Chalkboard. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, Adrian Clark now joins me at the Chalkboard. Clarky, spring in your step. Are you okay? I'm okay. Bouncing back from, from yesterday's events. Uh, yes, it was, uh, look, it was a disappointing weekend, but, but Spurs have got a very good side at the moment. And, well, look, they, they've had maximum points on home turf since the end of October. So uh, we were just another victim. But, uh, yeah, we've just got to grow stronger from it and improve. So the question on the chalkboard, should Arsenal use the remaining league games this season to develop a new system to play Chelsea and hopefully beat them in the FA Cup final? <laughs> well, look, while it's mathematically possible to qualify for the top four, I don't expect the manager to experiment too much because he will see every match as being hugely important and he's eyeing maximum points. He's, he's on victory after victory after victory. So in that respect, I think it would be a bit of a gamble to start thinking too far ahead to Chelsea and a new system and, and, and whatnot. And also, of course, if you are developing a new system ahead of that game, Chelsea are going to be watching all of our games. So it's not going to be a surprise factor. I, th I think Arsene Wenger will have a game plan in his mind and I expect him to try one or two things subtly between now and the end of the season just to try and run them. But don't expect him to give the game away to Chelsea in every match between now and the end of the season. Hopefully that's clear. And as you mentioned, there's still plenty to play for league-wise given the fact that Man United is next up here at Emirates Stadium on Sunday afternoon. And OK, it's one of the teams Arsenal have to overtake, but there's the potential for a six-point swing there at least. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a huge game. Uh, the bookmakers don't fancy Arsenal. They are long outsiders now to make a top four finish. And I understand that. The form is, is patchy, isn't it? And 
yeah, other teams have got the points on the board already. So, but yeah, this is a huge game and Arsenal have to attack it as if it is the game of the season, the most important match. And, and to be perfectly honest, in the context of when it is and how the two teams are matched up at the moment, it is hugely important. If, you know, even putting aside the league position, we want to beat Jose Mourinho. We want to get the scalp of a major team ahead of that FA Cup final. And this is the biggest test on paper between now and Wembley. So let's go all out to win it and, and deliver a statement performance. And this is a Manchester United team who've got a huge number of fixtures to plough through, even more than Arsenal, but also that's got a lot of injured defenders, particularly centre-halves. Big time, yeah. That They are in the midst of a bad injury crisis. They do still have Bailly, of course, at the back and Blind. And there's an argument to suggest that, that they might be his number one partnership. Probably not. Well, Bailly's picked up a potential nickel as well, of hasn't he? Of course he, he has. Yeah. yeah, of course he has. So we will have to see on that score. Yeah, they are really down to the bare bones. You're bang on. They've got uh, Valencia fit, Darmian. Uh, Shaw went lame, of course, at the weekend. They've got Carrick, who they could put at the back, but yep. that's not ideal. So no, look, it's... Uh, when you look at their injury crisis and also fatigue, I think that's really important to consider because they've had a back-breaking schedule, really, Manchester United. This is a good time to play them. It really is. I know that some people might think, oh, you're tempting fate, blah, blah, blah. But you can't deny that it's not, it's not a good time to play Manchester United. But you know exactly what's going to happen, don't you, with Jose Mourinho. When he is in this kind of position, he shuts up shop. He's going to be mega defensive in this match and it's down to us to overcome that. Now we've seen them draw a lot of games particularly at home but also quite a few away as well this season. No Zlatan now out for the season will he be back we don't know it's kind of irrelevant to us isn't it but yes. um, I just wonder with the pace of those that are now coming in and playing up front it's actually changed their approach and changed their threats a bit hasn't it? Yeah yes with Rashford up top they have to play very differently and to some uh, I would say that with Rashford up top, they have more of a licence to press higher up the field, to be more energised. But they didn't do that against Manchester City at the Etihad. They kind of parked the bus, didn't they? They, they sacrificed possession and said, come and break us down and we'll play on the counter and use Rashford's pace on the counter. Lingard, or I don't think he played in that game, but you've got Mkhitaryan, Martial, of course. So you've got a lot of speed. So I would expect Manchester United to try and force Arsenal to have the ball and to break at every single opportunity. Because in, in the shape of those guys that I've just mentioned, uh, they have players that can really hurt you on the counter. So what would you see as a key battleground in this game? Well, uh, the, all over the pitch, clearly. Uh, in terms of those counter-attacks, you're looking at Koscielny v Rashford, aren't you? Koscielny has a big job to do. He has had mixed fortunes. I've got to say against Marcus Rashford in the past, he... Um, when Rashford burst onto the scene, he, he gave Koscielny a re really tough time and his runs into the wide areas will have to be tracked every step of the way by Arsenal's, uh, Arsenal's captain. So, so that's important. I mean, all over the pit. I would also look at maybe Arsenal's left-hand side, assuming Alexis plays there again. We're looking for more from Alexis, I think. His, his recent performances haven't been brilliant. He's given the ball away a great deal hasn't dominated his opponents. I'm looking at that matchup between Alexis and Valencia, two players that I would have had in the team of the season. So, uh, yeah, Valencia will want to push Alexis the other way if he can, but Alexis will potentially trouble him defensively. And Clarky, in a sentence, how do you beat Manchester United? Let's play like we did at home to Chelsea, shall we? If we play like that, go at them, 
really intense. Remember, they're knackered. They're fatigued. It's all about high tempo, this game. Go for the juggling. Make this hard work for Manchester United. And I think we'll get success. Clarky, thank you for that. I now herald in unprecedented scenes on the Arsenal Weekly podcast. Wow. There is no weekly editor, Liam Roberts, for our prediction slot. He's been to the dentist. It's not gone well. Such has been the size, the depth of the drill that's been shoved into his jaw. He's had to have the anaesthetic, that horrible mouthwash, and uh, he's in all sorts of trouble. I've he got cannot one word. join us. I've got one word for that. Wimp. Yeah. He was going to join us. We've been waiting by the phone. But we've upgraded, haven't we? We have upgraded. I have an email from Liam apologising and saying that we now have an acting head of the Arsenal Weekly podcast. It's not where Sue Stanley was in the studio. Alecky Roberts has been promoted from technical guru to acting head of the podcast. Alecky. Morning, guys. How are you all doing? We're all right. Thank yeah, you good. Very much you, yeah, I ho yeah, hope uh, we satisfied your, your demands today. So far, so good. Are you going to keep the job permanently? We're, we're, we're well, I'd so. hope so. We'll see. <laughs> Not too good at getting up in the mornings, but we'll go for it. <laughs> right, so now, I was uh, looking at last week's question and seeing what your answers were. Um, the question we posed to you guys was what uh, would be the minute the Arsenal would score their final goal? And do you remember which way you guys went with? I think I went... Did I go 77th minute? That That's correct. About, so yeah. 77 or later. And no doubt um, you played dirty, Russ. So yes, and obviously no goals in the Spurs game. So it went to the Leicester game and you were right. I did try and box clever. Not dirty, clever. But it wasn't <laughs> particularly clever because I think I went the other way and said 76. Correct. Ah, so and it was way later the, than that, wasn't yes, it? Yes, so the final goal was 86 minutes against Leicester, meaning Adrian has now taken a lead to uh, 25 to 21. Timely. Stretching away, it's, mate. It's a, timely, it's a timely burst. But look, it's not oh. mathematically impossible for you to come back. I'm sure Liam will come up with some kind of five-point bonanza or no, something. No, he's been sacked, mate. He's not going to be back. <laughs> 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 I can't comment on that. Right, go on, then. What we got this week, then? Cool. So the uh, question we have posed for you for this uh, referring to this weekend's game against Manchester United, and it is, uh, considering Man United coming to our place, the total fouls committed by Manchester United, what do you think that will be? I'm not mistaken, I think... Me first, isn't it, Clark? Yeah. yeah. I'm not mistaken, Marin Fellaini's suspended, so I think that might shave a few off. <laughs> um, I would have gone 20-odd had he been playing. Uh, no, I'll go... 14. 14. 14. OK, yeah, good. That's, that's a, good, a good guess, I would imagine. Look, I'm... I'm going to box clever, <laughs> as, as you described, and go with 13. And let's, uh, let's see if I can edge even further in front. Cool. 14 and 13. We'll take those notes down. Alecky, we'll hear from you again next week in your permanent role. I hope so. We'll have to see on that. <laughs> Only on loan at the moment. Clarky, when can we hear us? Uh, I'm in the commentary box for that Manchester United game, so I cannot wait for it. We want to put aside the disappointment of the derby and smash Jose's United. So that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Alex Iwobi, to Mark Bryans, and also to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast these days as well, so you've never got the excuse to miss another episode. We're back on Monday the 8th of May, and until then, it's bye for now, and come on, you gunners! The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.